or because they have trust issues, um, conditioning issues, people being programmed to think a certain way or the media exposes certain things and clouds your judgment. I always personally believe, I always go by myself, right? If I'm an honest, um, honest, transparent individual, then I believe there's loads of other people out there like that. So just mm-hmm. because there's a few bad apples and you got a few bad apples all over the world, okay? So I generally find people that I can work with um, so if an opportunity comes on my radar, either an entrepreneur in Africa somewhere reaches out to me and says, I've got this idea, I've got this opportunity. I just go by body language, what the numbers are saying to me, what the business model is saying itself. Does it make sense? Um, do my own personal due diligence and I'll put money to work. Um, I, and, and that's it. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another wonderful episode of the Diaspora Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, we are talking money, we are talking finance, we are talking investments, we are talking the whole nine yards. It's about money never sleeps. And we have the right man with us today, who is Tajuddin Sadiku Taj for short. So, he's the founder of powerofsmartmoney.com. Taj, how's it going? I'm very good, sir. I'm very good, yeah. sir. Good, good, good. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? So, like, like you, you missed something out, though. You should have added on billionaire Taj. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll be talking that, about that, billionaires today, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going, by, I'm going by the AK billionaire Taj. So, yeah, I'm in the building. Thanks for the invite, actually. Um, uh, love, loving his presence and loving the fact that we're going to talk about money. Uh, like I say, smart money, smart minds, smart moves. So, like I say, name's Taj. Um, most people call me Taj anyway, or Tajuddin, if you want to go with the full name. Um, and I am the founder of PSM, Power Smart Money. Um, PSM actually started, uh, boy, in terms of officially, I say about two, two and a half years uh, when I incorporated the, the business yeah. um, and brought it, to the, brought it to the masses. I actually, it actually started from, say, something to do with the financial markets, but it sort of morphed into different things. So I do PSM. Uh, there's something else I also work on called Grow Expo. Shorts, um, Grow Expo is shorts for Grow Exponentially. That's another website yeah. that I, I run. I have a team of people that work with me, um, taking people from the black community along with us to uh, the, the, the beautiful place uh, in terms of wealth creation. Yeah, so good, but good, good. I, I don't know. Before I over talk myself, I let you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit about uh, a little bit about me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, as the conversation goes, as we as we keep vibing, um, you know. More of you is gonna come out, so I'm not too worried about that. It's just the actual value to this conversation. That is what the listeners will that's what we like to give to the listeners, anyways. Yeah, so how did you how did this fire start? This entrepreneurial fire, how did it start? Whoa, um, you, you know, somebody has actually asked me that question. I never quite know where exactly the hunger came from. Maybe it's just so I, I actually went to boarding school. Uh, I I wasn't talking money in secondary school like that. Do you know what I mean? But it actually, it came to my attention. I was in Nigeria in December, January. And my business partner in Nigeria actually said to me that, he said, he goes, Taj, he says, do you know when we finished secondary school, we were going to go into the business of selling tankers of kerosene. I'm like, really? He said, yeah, yeah. You were going to provide the capital. I had the connect. And we were going to then start selling kerosene all across Lagos. And I was like, I don't have a recollection. I don't remember. He said, yeah, you were going to provide the money. But then I obviously eloped and I disappeared and came over to the UK. So that memory kind of got 
missed. But when he told me the story, I was like, wow. So maybe from a younger age, I'd already started to catch that entrepreneurial bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward to maybe about 10, 15 years ago, uh, the same individual as well came over to the UK, um, stopped by, told me about an opportunity uh, in like import and export. Mm-hmm. Broke it down. I, I looked at the numbers. I thought it was something that was interesting. I felt we could make a little bit of money and we dabbled into it. Um, but even pre that, pre that, um, and I, I think maybe it's always been in me. So mm-hmm. I remember I was coming out of university one day and a, a lovely guy by the name of Gil Mara, some, he's a Jewish individual. And uh, if anybody's um, very young, like I like to say, I am forever young. Um, the, the guy stopped me coming out of university and he said to me, oh, you saw me on my mobile phone that back then they were using those Motorola, I think it was Motorola or Nokia, those big chunky bricks. Those, oh, yeah, 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 I do that. Yeah, and he, and he stopped me and said, oh, um, are you interested in making some money? Because, you know, you're using, then he, I think he asked, was I using one-to-one? Then I said, yes. He said, oh, you know, you can make some cheaper phone calls and if you can help other people to sign up, um, you can also make some money that way. And I was like, really? Okay, sign me up. So I think going back 10, 15, 20 years, I, I think it's always been in me. And I've just kind of like slowly grown into it and finding a niche that I feel like my calling, where my calling mm-hmm. actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything business, totally love it. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how, how people kind of like spark our fire back because you were speaking about this guy that back, in, back from the boarding. I, I went to boarding school as well. Oh, did so, you? Wow. Yeah. I went to boarding school uh, as well. A lot of us yeah. Nigerians, well, I don't know what it is, that era where they, they send yeah. everybody to boarding school. Went to boarding school as well. So, you know, that, uh, that independent spirit, you yes. know, wherever we yes. go, we kind of like find our way, you know, find Indeed. our feet, you know. Yeah. How some people like come into your life and you just like, they kind of bring back these, you know, maybe something that you've forgotten. They just like remind you and boom, you're back alive and like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Indeed. You started um, PSM. So what is, see, if there is smart money, what is the opposite? Is it dumb money or what is it? <laughs> oh, no, Rob, you're about to start me off. You're about to start me off. Right? You say smart money and then you got dumb money. Yeah, you got dumb. You, you might yeah. say you got dumb money. But you, I think you can have dumb money. Um, you, you know, you could, it, it depends on how you want to see dumb money, right? You can have yeah. dumb smart money because it's just mm-hmm. money where, the smart money goes to work and it starts to generate so much money that it just becomes dumb money. It's just too much money. But obviously yeah. the negative spin will be just that dumb money when people put money to work, but they invest in dumb things. Dumb money would be people actually invested in some dumb things. You yeah. Know? Like, you, you know, people spend their time or spend their money on buying liabilities or things mm-hmm. that don't necessarily... Nobody's saying don't floss, don't boss, don't boss out and stuff. Yeah. Right? Uh, have a good time. If you've worked hard, Sure, banker. You got you, you know you could floss out. You know, take mm-hmm. your boys out, take your girls out, uh, and have fun. But at the same time, you do have dumb money where you know it's not working for you, and and you're spending money on things that are not really necessarily important. Um, but smart money, you know, smart money, smart minds, smart moves. So so it, it, it's I, I think that ties into the, the power of smart money, and and even PSM itself. Um, and I'm probably going off on tangents now, but that's just the way I normally fire. So yeah, that's yeah, okay. Good, good. Um, I know PSM Power Smart Money actually started out being uh, the power of fast money. And I remember I brought an opportunity and I was introducing, it, I was introducing the opportunity to people within the network. And, and some lovely lady, I, I can't remember her name now, said to me when I sent her the opportunity, she goes to me, 
oh, fast money. I don't do fast money because it ends up being a scam or, you know, she said something a little bit negative in the sense of she was thinking, oh, I was saying fast money from a, from a standpoint of, oh, it, something negative or mm -hmm. like a scam type of thing. And I was like, oh my God, people might start thinking when I say fast money, I'm talking like investments where you can get a return on your, on your money within six to 12 months. Sometimes it could be two, three years. But she took it as, oh, it didn't sound too good and it might be something yeah. which wasn't palatable. And then I kind of pivoted from fast money. I said, you know, maybe smart money might be better. And mm -hmm. then power smart money. And that's kind of like how power smart money has kind of stuck over the last two, yeah. three years. Um, and I'm running with that. So, and, and it makes a lot more sense. You know, it, it's, it's about time our people, you know, start getting smarter with the money, you know, doing some more smart yeah. things and, big, uh, and the opportunities are out there. Yeah, you know, you know, on your on your when I was just doing some research about you, I saw something very interesting that you were like connecting investors to businesses in Africa and the UK. And yeah. within the context of what we are speaking about today, which is the next set of billionaires that are coming from Africa. Yeah. yeah just throw some more uh, light on that. What is you're sure. connecting investors to yeah. Um so like I said, this whole entrepreneurial journey has been different. I, I'm sort of trying to find my calling. Um I, God, I forget the name of the guy, but yes, going back to when I first started to do that um, import-export business in Nigeria, I've always had this thing of taking people along with me um, and where, where I'm sort of positioning myself personally and from a business standpoint is to help others also become successful. And how do you become successful? If you look at all the other, the, the very successful people out there, millionaires, billionaires, they've all done things where they've had multiple sources of income mm -hmm. um, and how do you have multiple sources of income you're either building a business personally you're investing in someone else's business um, and you're, you're letting money work for you so I, I kind of then figured that okay uh, as I don't want to be at the top by myself why not find opportunities and introduce it to other people who might also be willing to invest and, and take a, a little bit of a, of a business risk and generate some profits so Everything I've sort of done over the last, say, five, ten years has also always sort of been around trying to bring more people along, introduce opportunities. Uh, we, we, we've done, what did we do now? I think about three years ago now, um, or four years, I think about three, three and a half years ago. Um, we, we raised some investments for uh, an agricultural product, um, project in, in Nigeria, um, which was, we started off in potatoes, then we went into maize. So we ran that. Um, that was a successful run. Then we went into, uh, then we had another, we had a doctor in the UK who was, um, he had an idea to do with manufacturing or there, there was basically crushing cow bones. It's, it's, it's a product that's used to make gelatin. Um, so we helped them to raise some investments over here um, and through some of the people within the network. Uh, and that also went, went according to plan and we were help, able to help some people make some money. Um, and then, yeah, so I just like the whole idea of bringing opportunities to people so being capitalized i'm very very big on africa relative to psm and say grow expo I, I think we're very big in terms of looking towards africa from a standpoint of there's a lot of wealth that can be created and you, and you can see i mean if, you, if you've got the chinese moving into africa you've got even more caucasians or europeans yeah. going into africa yeah. uh, they're not going there to go and sit down and just have holidays a lot of them are going in there and setting up shop mm -hmm. so I, I feel like you know, it's important. And, and going by, you know, Diaspora, um, Diaspora Entrepreneur Podcast, yeah. you know, it's kind of like the right platform to be talking about 
you know, we can't sit back here. The dance. We can't sit back here at all. You know what I mean? We we have to be uh we have to be making moves and not allow um the other people who are going to go in there and, and exploit all the opportunities. Get there and and lay 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 stake to the, the claim claim the the fortune so to speak, that we mm -hmm. can be claiming and creating a situation where future generations can benefit as opposed to us all being over here thinking uh, i'll tell yeah, you so, I, I see, for what you just said when you mentioned the chinese now i'll tell you I, i'll tell you a story i'm from the delta in nigeria so we had um i was in nigeria um, last summer so we had these um family kind of relative function that we had to like go into this um into a hometown, into a deep down in the country, the closest airport mm, to that to that um, to that town is about three hours. Mm. So the closest Don't tell airport. Me you had to walk all the way from the town to the airport. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We drove down. So the closest airport is like three hours. Down deep into one of the villages, we saw some Chinese guys coming out really i tell wow. you boy it's not safari <laughs> wow. wow it's not safari wow. i mean yeah. that that is that is so, crazy you see them with their heloxes and those kind of chinese vehicles and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, so 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 when you when, when you see something like that you know that boy we can't be sitting down here and be like boxed up in our bubbles and be thinking that yeah 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 we we we, we are just there we're, we're missing a trick for sure. We're yeah. definitely missing a trick. And there's a book. Uh, I'll try to see if I can find the name of the book. Um, and it's called China's Second Continent. Um, uh, I think it's called China's Second Continent. I forget the name of the, 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 the author. And, and it talks about how the Chinese, they sort of have this master plan anyway. And yeah. they're infiltrating all of the countries in Africa and doing one thing or the other, even from a business standpoint. Even yeah. the government sort of promoted it. And, and this journey didn't just start in the last five years. You'll probably, if you go back maybe 20, 25 years, they had this mm -hmm. grand plan. I mean, China has a world power, a world dominating um, as a superpower. It wants to dominate yeah. the world as a superpower. Mm -hmm. So it has a big, big agenda. But at the same time, it's also um, farming out a lot of its people to go out there into the world and position themselves strategically yeah. um, so that they're in a position to really take over. And it's not different to what the Europeans did. You know, the Europeans traveled all over, all over the world, positioned their people in yes. certain places, and they were able to maneuver. So the Chinese mm -hmm. are doing it. But when you just tell that, you told that story about being in Delta, somewhere deep down, three hours away from the airport, and you're seeing Chinese people there. I, I always find it interesting that, why is it that other races are able or happy to go and become uncomfortable in another country, right, yeah. to generate wealth, that the people who are actually indigents of that country or continent starts they start acting like they're too nice. Like, man, you gotta get uncomfortable <laughs> to become comfortable, right? Yeah. Um, and we're we're always so I always I'm 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 always inspired when I see other races going mm -hmm. there, getting dirty. You see Indian people, and and you know we all get we all get gassed there when like you see a let's say you I've I've seen maybe a couple of Facebook or YouTube videos where maybe an Indian person knows how to speak Yoruba. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. or he's speaking pidgin English, and we mm -hmm. all get gassed over it. I'm like, what did you expect? And then they use that as a weapon to yeah. even get much more closer and, and generate businesses. Do you know what I mean? Of because 
But um, yeah. yeah, but there's so there's, there's, if I, if, there's so if I if I ask you now, you see most of your investments now you do some um, connecting to Africa. Are you yeah. that hands on on each project that you carry on, or how do you how do how do you monitor them? I'm 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 over in the UK, so okay. the, the way the way we look at it is this: uh, I don't buy into the narrative that you know a lot of people get scared when it comes to investing in Africa, or because they have trust issues. Um, conditioning issues, people being programmed to think a certain way or the media exposes certain things and clouds your judgment. I always personally believe, I always go by myself, right? If I'm an honest, um, honest, transparent individual, then I believe there's loads of other people out there like that. So just mm -hmm. because there's a few bad apples and you got a few bad apples all over the world, okay? So I generally find people that I can work with. Um, so if an opportunity comes on my radar, either an entrepreneur in Africa somewhere reaches out to me and says, I've got this idea, I've got this opportunity. I just go by body language, what the numbers are saying to me, what the business model is saying itself. Does it make sense? Um, do my own personal due diligence and I'll put money to work. Um, I, and, and that's it. You, you know, everything, when, you, when you're talking about investments, you've got to be able to take investment risk. So but I don't personally, sometimes some businesses I might be hands-on, but if I'm in the UK and there's an opportunity out in Africa, I have to be, I have to go by my judgment based on who is presenting the opportunity to me. Uh, what bit of information can I gather on the individual? What information can I gather on the business opportunity itself? Does the business actually have, does it have legs? Does it make sense? Um, will it make money? If, if, you know, will it make money for people, for investors, if they were to get involved? So I try to do as much due diligence as I can do. And I also expect that people who one is introducing the opportunity to also might come with a little bit of experience of some expertise or be able to ask the right questions so that we can all make an informed decision either individually or as a collective. Right. So generally, yeah, generally speaking, some, some, some will be hands-on and some won't be. Okay. But actually, and to be quite honest, most won't be because, you know, there's only 24 hours and there's only so many things I can do at one time. So it will okay. more be just put money to work to generate that residual income. So from your experience, from your experience now, for for those who want to invest in Africa, what sector do you think they should be looking into? Because I've heard you mention agriculture, oh, which is which is which I'm a fan of. So oh sorry, I didn't catch that. I said you, I heard you mention agriculture, which I am yes. a fan of as well. So oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, man man must to eat. That's, <laughs> I think that's how they say it. Man must to eat. And, mm -hmm. and, and also the woman, them too, must eat. Mm -hmm. So um, you cannot go wrong with agriculture. Um, it's, it, I mean, we're scratching the surface. Um, I, minus probably South Africa and maybe a few countries out there um, that practice industrial scaled farming. Mm -hmm. Agriculture in Africa is wide open for the taking. Um, it, I, there's so many sectors that you can look at in Africa that you can go in. Agriculture is big. I mean, it's, it's on one of my number one things that I would love to do a little bit more um, investing in. Um, I'm, I'm working with, say, two people um, in Nigeria at the moment, uh, one in the area of vegetables. Actually, what I'm talking about, three. I, I suppose you'd call livestock farming is also part of agriculture. So that's another business we've started. Um, agriculture is big. Whatever country you're looking at in Africa, it's big. Everybody needs to eat. There's a lot of importation of food from, say, the West, mm -hmm. uh, even from China. I, I mean, I know in Nigeria, somebody was telling me about um, frozen chicken, I think it was. It was much more yeah. cheaper to produce it over in China, import it into the country um, and sell, rather than actually um, raise the birds in, 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 in the country and sell, So, which is, which is surreal. Um, agriculture is big. 
manufacturing. I mean, every space you mentioned, transportation, tech, it's, it's almost wide open. I say, you, you know, like we were saying, the, the topic for today is um, the next set of billionaires in Africa uh, are going to come out of Africa, right? Just, and I'm actually just, beginning to feel... Sorry, go on. I said you just walked into that one because I was going to say uh, the next set of billionaires. See, in the next set, what is the smartest way to become a billionaire in Africa? The next set, the smartest way in, say, five, ten years' time? Well, uh, <laughs> smartest way? Well, the first thing is you've got to take that first step and start to do something, find something, find an opportunity and put money to work. There's going to be risk. So not every opportunity is going to work. Just like on Dragon's Den, when you watch their um, playbacks, they'll tell you some things that they thought were going to work or ain't going to work. But you can't be scared. You cannot be scared to invest. And mm -hmm. when we're talking about the next set of billionaires are, are only just beginning to mobilize in Africa, mm -hmm. I'm even beginning to think you might even have trillionaires. Because if I look at, if I look at it as, as a Nigerian, right? I'm not just looking to make money from Nigeria. There's big things going on in Ghana, right? Kenya, Rwanda, um, Gambia. So, and, and we're not talking you've got to start with big money. No, there's opportunities that you can get in with maybe $500 or 500 pounds, 1,000 pounds. Obviously, there's bigger scaled investments, but you've got, to, you've got to crawl before you walk and you've got to walk before you start running, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So you've got to just start and find people who have opportunities. There's, there's, there's a few... Um, organizations out there within the uk they're actually beginning to mobilize in terms of bringing opportunities to you know diasporians and to the general public but i i think for people who are a little bit more liquid and you're thinking towards the future and creating that wealth or that intergenerational wealth i i think africa holds big big humongous rewards but you got to start taking those chances looking for people who um, have uh, some kind of footprint in these countries who can bring you opportunities. Whether you're talking to someone directly um, in those countries or you mm -hmm. have someone who's like a go-between who can bring you opportunities, uh, just like what I'm doing with Power Smart Money. You can bring you opportunities. And even what you're doing here, you're going to be interviewing people who have footprints in these different African countries yeah. where it can open up people's um, sort of horizons to, oh, well, I could do that, right? Okay, this agriculture, I could probably look at this guy. If I'm looking towards tech, maybe this guy's got something. But yeah, you 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 got to start taking, um, getting involved at some at some level, be it small money, uh, but small money, smart money. Do, it doesn't really make it, but you got to take that step. And it all compounds. Whether it's small money, whether it's smart, whether it's yeah. huge money, it compounds over time. It all does. It yeah. all does. Over time, over time, and I like that. Trillionaires can even come out from this. So I yes, really, really yes. like that. Yeah. It, it's, okay. it's 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 it's. I, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy when you think about. What, I, I mean, I get frustrated that um, a lot of us in the diaspora, whether you're African-Caribbean, African-direct, well, I mean, we're all Africans anyway, if you're black, but, um, and you even have, say, white and Asian Africans. But mm -hmm. the thing is, I, I get really frustrated with people of my hue that are, I just feel we're still sleeping. I mean, even in the UK, we're sleeping. How much yeah. more <laughs> looking at Africa? There's things we should be aggressively doing in the UK mm -hmm. to have a little bit more of a, economic a financial economic powerhouse I, and i always use i always go by the there's a guy called dr claude anderson who talks about the five levels of powernomics um you, you deal with the the business and economics level first which is the ground level you got to yeah. build that foundation it's got to be strong you're talking business because once you have finances it allows you to pivot off and do other things like politics politics is the second level then after the political level you go into the courts and the judicial system in terms of executing on some of the actions or some of the laws that the politicians 
have, have created because you had that foundation in the beginning. Then you go up to the third level, which is the, I believe it's the media. You've got to be able to control the narrative. Like mm -hmm. there's a bad narrative that we've been fed over the last 20, 25, 30 years. Absolutely. Um, and and we, we, we've not really had any control. Thank God for social media. You, you know, we are now able to see certain things which the powers that be didn't want us to see. And mm -hmm. we're now waking up a little bit more. And then you have that fifth level, which is education. Obviously, but we, they, they sold us a lot of uh, BS where they said, oh, everybody go and get educated and then come and beg us for a job. What we should mm -hmm. have been focusing on was that, that business, that foundation, which is the economic side, building mm -hmm. businesses so that when we have people who've gone, had an education, whether you're a chemical engineer, an engineer, a lawyer, blah, blah, we can then employ them. Do you know what I mean? So, so that's why I kind of focus on the business side of things and introducing that to people through PSM um, and any, any platform that is available. That is great. And, and when you mentioned mention of that, you'll be speaking at um, the Move Back Summit coming wow, up next fantastic. month. Yeah. So, awesome. uh, we'll, no, so, no, big up to you for bringing, you know, big up to you for bringing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. one's going to be an exciting, because, exciting Yeah, event. because it's time for us to start mobilizing ourselves, telling us, giving ourselves um, relevant information. And um, because we have experts in, in pockets, bringing those experts together in one platform, who is going to be like talking about who are diasporans, who moved back, who are currently doing great stuff in mm. Africa. So we'll be bringing um, those, those group of people together and they'll be like, like you as an expert in connecting investors to, to people on ground or, or products on ground or like companies on ground. The wealth of wisdom will be very, very valuable to people who are just still sitting on the fence and yeah. I believe it is going to be it's going to be great. I really believe in, in on this summit that you guys are going to be smashing it because your experience is going to be wow. Yeah, I I I I, I agree with you because um like like you said you're going to have people who are going to be talking on the day people who are actually in Africa right now doing things and bounce between this country and that country or whether it's maybe the U.S. Canada and African countries. Um, who have on-ground experience mm -hmm. um, and, and are mobilizing. And, and, and of course, myself, um, I, we're, we're doing a few things in Nigeria. Like we just started a, what do you call it, a fresh food delivery business. So we supply mm -hmm. people cows, rams, goats, um, buy the kilo or they buy it in whole. So we, we have some ex experience. We've been exposed to the challenges, obstacles. And, 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 and it's almost like with the platform that you have going with regards to the summit and people who are actually thinking to go back home um, or move back at some point in time. Um, there's things that they need to be aware of. And without having to say, repeat myself on that event, mm -hmm. but more time you, you start thinking about, like, like I know for myself, I want to go back. Like I don't really see myself being in this country for too long. Yes, I'll come back over holidays mm -hmm. or come back, see people, come back on business trips. But I think in terms of leaving a legacy for me, I'm better off being there. Just like how Akon is, you see Akon come over to, to back to the States or back to Europe, but he's doing amazing things in mm -hmm. the country. I think, Senegal, I think it's Senegal. Yeah, Senegal, um, yeah. He's doing amazing things across, you, you know, he's trying to do big things. Uh, he's trying to um, encourage people. We've we got to go back because Africa, I mean, I think you believe Africa is technically the richest continent out there, right? Yes. But we've been bamboozled to think that we are a poor continent. I mean, all the resources they, they take out of that country and the Chinese do that, the Europeans do that. There's so much there. So people are looking to go back. I, 
definitely co-sign it. But at the same time, when you're going to go back, you can't just pack your bag and jump on a plane and go out there. You've got to be able to plan for it. And one thing you've got to understand is, as much as the pound has a lot of value or uh, the intrinsic value of the pound relative, say, to the Naira or any of those um, African currencies, yeah. um, that money can easily and quickly dwindle away. So you have to have some kind of strategy around income. Even if you wanted to pack your bags, if you started investing in opportunities now, say, back out there, all these all these stage is what is it's, it's what I need you for on this summit because because you've been there you've done that and you're still doing it yeah. so people want to like diasporas want to like hear these great opportunities that you have that you can present to them so they can actually take advantage make more informed decisions instead of the narrative as you rightly said of like this is going on there don't go there don't go there because if you mentioned moving back to Africa to someone, they'll start like shaking physically and be like, come on. But whereas you can live in America or live in the UK or somewhere in Europe or Eastern Europe and you'll be facing some dehumanizing stuff. But whereas when they say go back or move back to Africa with, with the knowledge and the skill that you've got right now, you'll be like shaking. So when people like you start talking, it kind of calms people down like, okay, yeah, we can actually put um, I don't need um, $50,000 or so £50,000 to start investing. With with $500, I can start now and start building myself gradually until I get to where I want to go. So yeah. on the last note, what opportunities and uh, what, what opportunities do you currently have that people can start keying into right now? Um, so I, boy, I, I've got quite a few opportunities going on. Um, if, it, if it's from a UK standpoint, uh, I've got what you call PSM markets, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to probably put up the website so people can probably visit the Dealmakers Den. We have, we have some opportunities in Dealmakers Den. Some are pending. Um, we're still in due diligence mode. Um, the ones that are live, like we've been running like a, a, a wood logging business for the last four and a half years now. Um, private, uh, we have some private people involved. Uh, Bet has been doing really well uh, with, with returns anywhere between 10% and 15%. Over the last over the last four and a half years, so that's been working really well. Uh, we have um, PSM Markets that that's uh, almost new. Um, it's been going on for about a year. We're going on to about a year and a half. Um, that's to do with the financial markets somewhat. Um, we have Carry Cara, which is a, that's another new shit that ties into the food delivery business. Um, that's almost we've almost packaged the product um, ready for the people. Um, what else? What else do we have? Yeah, there's a, there's a few things. There's a few so, things. So, I, I suppose yeah. the best thing would be for people to go into the dealmakers, um, dealmakers then via Power Smart Money. Um, um, and just check so out what's the name of your website just before then? Um, so it's powersmartmoney.com. So P-O-W-E-R-O-F-S-M-A-R-T. So powerofsmartmoney.com. Okay. And if you can't see, I think you can see it over there. But yeah, powersmartmoney.com. Yeah. So and if they want to reach you personally, how can they reach you? Are you on the well, if anybody wants to reach out to me, oh geez, I always worry whether whether to give out the whether to give out my contact number or to give out an email. I suppose we'll start if if, if people are serious about reaching out. I, I suppose they can either hit me up on Insta. If you go on Insta, type in Billionaire Taj. I'm sure it will come up with my lovely. That face. is the name. Or ha. you know what I mean? Or yeah. or or you can you can send an email to um, PSM Deals. Uh, that's P for Papa, S for Sierra. Um, M for mother, PSM deals, D-E-A-L-S, as in, you know, deals, PSM deals at gmail.com. Um, That's cool. 
So I just want to say thank you very much, Taj, for Appreciate taking your time out to just um, to jump on this call. And um, I'm really grateful. So we will then... Our next conversation is on the summit. So it's going to be on the summit. Your, I'm looking. I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to that. Get all your uh, guns yeah, ready. Get get, uh, get, get all yeah. your deals ready. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna come much more prepared, much more ready. I know this one's a little bit more impromptu. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll come with the with, with that with the firepower. Yeah. You know, people would have yeah. loads of questions. Right? But, but I'm always willing to you know share my little bit of knowledge that I have, and I'm all, I'm always. I'm a learner, just like you are as well. So Definitely. we're always learning. We're always, always learning. learning. Yeah. Yeah, we're always learning. So All right. looking forward to it. I really appreciate the invite. I'm yeah. looking forward to some more stuff. Um, no worries, Taj. As well. okay. yeah. So, yeah. So speak soon. Fantastical. Fantastical. Okay, My man. All right. All we'll right. See you later. All right. Yeah. Cheers. All right. So thank you very much for being part of the show. We really appreciate you here. Listen. We all have ideas and visions of how we see our lives, our enterprise. But without strategic moves, it will remain a pipe dream. As an accountability coach and your success partner, I help and support my clients to build their dream business or their dream lifestyle and make it a reality. So talk to me today, no matter how crazy your, your business vision is or how crazy your ideas are, we can build structure to make it a reality. So send me an email or click the link below to talk about your ideas now. It is your dream. It came to you for a reason. So be responsible because the world is waiting for you to act. Thank you. Until next time. This is Victor Osio. Be great.